This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. This is Reception Perception, the show. Now, James Cole and Matt Harmon. Hey, uh, you know what? Let's talk about Elijah Moore here a little bit. Uh, he's another player profile that just recently hit the site, receptionperception.com. Go ahead and go check that out. Um, man, you made some you made some serious Brandon IU comps here uh, with Elijah Moore. I don't necessarily, I, I don't think it's fair to say about the game particularly, but at least in terms of the vibes, you made a lot of those comparisons. Yeah, and it's pretty funny because, you know, I kind of teed it up at the beginning of the profile, like, you know, history repeats itself, right? And I've talked about on the show before that Brandon Ayuk, you know, gets it like we're talking about like a second receiver, big, big flag, big, big flag plant for reception perception. Everything seems to be pointing for a breakthrough (laughs) campaign for this guy and then ends up Uh at odds with the coaching staff, a dramatically reduced role from what we expected. Um, yeah, that's the Brandon Ayuk story. And then it ended up becoming the Elijah Moore story. Um, I was talking to, uh, our mutual friend, uh, Dan Hansis at the, is either before the Super Bowl or, or, or at the Super Bowl or something like, mm-hmm. he's like, that's, that's the most classic jets thing, uh, that could have happened is because like everything is just pointing for this guy to like have a big year. And then right. he's like benched in the middle of the season and requesting a trade. He's like, that's the most jets thing to ever happen. So, um, wasn't jet <laughs> stung jets fans, but maybe not so surprising, but <laughs> you know, I, you got back on track obviously with the fantastic third season. And I'm, I'm not ruling out that Elijah Moore could be that guy too. And it is kind of funny that like some of their reception perception notes, um, from their rookie seasons, respective rookie seasons are very similar. They both cleared that 75% success rate versus man coverage threshold. That's again, very similar to what we, that's like what we're looking for, right? More 72.7% success rate versus man last year was pretty close uh, actually to Brandon Ayuk, who dipped from 75.7% as a rookie to 71% in his second season. Um, but that didn't necessarily impede that eventual big breakout for Ayuk. I don't necessarily think it has to for uh, Elijah Moore either, who, I mean, my God, James, you go back and, and you look at him last year. He's just, he's such a good player. He's just, he gets open. <laughs> he wins. He's, he's yeah. a really, it's funny. Cause I, I came on the, sh- we came on the show a couple weeks ago, or was it the last show where we talked yeah. about Garrett mm-hmm. last week? Yeah. A guy who's, gets open, creates get great separation, but isn't necessarily tight fundamentally fundamentally all the time. But he still finds a way to get open because he's like a freak athlete. Elijah Moore is tight technically, is a really good fundamental receiver. He has like the deceptive moves in his route running. He has those little small technical nuances, head fakes, stuff like that to really create separation. It just never lined up with the quarterback last year for a yeah. variety uh, of different reasons. So I still think Elijah Moore can be a really good player. Uh, I think he would be, I think, like, shoot, he might be the best route runner that Aaron Rodgers has played with outside of Devontae Adams the last few years if he if he remains with the Jets and Aaron Rodgers finds his way to the Jets eventually. So I'm kind of hoping that's what happens, and I'm, I'm kind of hoping to see those two play together. Man, my, my, you're echoing my sentiments exactly, which is Rodgers don't blow it. Don't be, don't be the GM of this, like yeah. be a football player. And 
there's all these rumors, speculation that Elijah Moore would go back to the Packers in some kind of Rodgers trade. And I just, I just, I think that would be a huge mistake. You know, this is a guy that I think could play all over the field. Uh, Garrett, you know, Wilson is a guy that can play all over the, they just give you that versatility. And when we're talking about young, developing wide receivers with high ceilings, high talent, maybe potentially unlocking that duo with Aaron Rodgers, that's when you start seeing some special results. And then you add in some, you know, some, some veterans into that mix as well. Alan Lazard, I think that's a good mix right there. Like, that's a good three wide receiver mix. And quite frankly, that's probably the best three wide receiver mix that he's seen since the Devontae Jordy days. You know what I mean? Randall sure. Cobb days. So let let Aaron Rodgers unlock their ceiling. You know what I mean? So I feel like it would be a huge mistake, a huge mistake, if the Jets did not see that potential um, and, and allow Elijah Moore to develop as a player. Uh under with and alongside Aaron Rodgers, man, that, that would be a lot. I think that could be potentially explosive and a lot of fun to watch. I'm with you too, man. I I think it's a really fun three receiver set. I I know that like the Alan Lazard stuff was kind of part of the punchline with Aaron Rodgers and you know, the, the demands Mm -hmm. that he made from the team, even though they weren't really (laughs) demands or whatever, (laughs) the the whole back and forth. Sure. Um, But I do think he fits well with these with these two guys with uh, Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore, because they're both smaller players they are not big guys. Lazard brings a lot of size and you brought this up. The positional versatility of these players, I think is really important because like Elijah Moore, the first I, I sampled, obviously eight games for reception perception. Like I always do the first four weeks of last season, Elijah Moore is playing as their X receiver. He is running right. the most difficult routes on the team. He's getting open against press man coverage. Like I said, seven, it's 72.7% is a slight dip from where he was as a rookie, but that's still very good. That's still within like a very promising range. And his 75.8% success rate versus press that's at the 78th percentile was actually an improvement over his wow. rookie year. So I think obviously from a size perspective, you don't necessarily want a guy who's like 5'10", 100, 180 pounds to be your ex receiver unless they're yeah. Antonio Brown. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go crazy and call Elijah Moore the next Antonio Brown or anything like that. But <laughs> he can get open as that ex receiver there against press man coverage. But he can also play as a slot. He would also be a great slot receiver. He can also play as your flanker receiver outside. Garrett Wilson spent time as a slot receiver last year, told me at the Super Bowl he loves to play in the slot. That's his favorite position. But he can certainly play X. He can certainly play flanker. And Lazard could be a power slot, or he could be like a big blocker out at the X receiver spot. So mm-hmm. I think the positional versatility of these guys is really great. To, is, is a great asset for the Jets. And I agree with you, like, Okay, if it, if it gets the Rodgers thing done and it finally gets like the Packers off their ass to make the trade, I I guess I wouldn't like kill the Jets for trading Elijah Moore back to the Packers, especially if like you could trade a third and Elijah Moore for Aaron Rodgers or something like that. I I wouldn't kill him, just like I wouldn't kill the Panthers for trading DJ Moore to get the quarterback. The quarterback is what matters. But it would be a shame uh, it, it would be a shame if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets and ends up working with Basically, the Packers receiver core plus Garrett Wilson. I think it's much more exciting to sit to sit there and think like Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Alan Lazard. That's a good trio. Let's go to work. Can I just say this too? With Elijah Moore out of that room, it's not just less interesting. I think it's not good. I'll, I they yeah. they would be down a high quality player, and 
What are the options now? Again, I guess the Jets would then get into the mix, in, into the nuke business, or maybe the OBJ business as well. The Randall Cobb it, business. <laughs> oh, God, no. Just no. Stop. Like, no. <laughs> Come That's on. what I'm saying. This becomes, this becomes a lot less sexy if we're looking at, like, Garrett Wilson plus uh, Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb is your slot receiver instead of like Wilson on the outside, Lazard on the outside and, and damn Elijah Moore potentially is your speed slot guy. Then you've got a lot to unlock. And again, I think that what is Rogers always bitching about with young receivers um, like fundamentals and being where he wants you to be. And, 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 and all those little things picking up on his hand signals and stuff. I get that. I like, the one thing that, and again, I always say this with these receivers who get in this, like Brandon Ayuk and Elijah Moore, these guys who get off track and like get beefing with their teams, you have to bring expectations all the way back to like square one. You right. don't want to have like, okay, he gets in a fight with the team, like, oh, now he's going to be running 80% of the routes the next week. No, he's not. But like when you see Robert <laughs> right. Sala out there being like, this guy works really hard and we're excited about him and we're like trying to find ways to get him going and, and, being publicly that's like that's a good signal and i mean like that's the thing that with that everybody says about elijah moore even though he had that stuff going on last year he never stopped working hard he never stopped putting that time in and i think rogers would really love to play with like a young receiver like that compared to some of these guys in green bay who have been more i like christian watson but he was a project receiver romeo dobbs was like more of a project receiver elijah moore is like a tight fundamental receiver and i think rogers would like that I think Rodgers would love playing with both Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore. So, again, I'm really hoping uh, the Jets stay strong. I'm hoping the Jets are smart about it, man, and uh, and decide to keep that duo together and just add Alan Lazard into the mix and then turn themselves into this, like, potentially offensive powerhouse. Like, you know, the the, the running back room looks really strong, too. So, man, um, that could be that could be a really, really good offense there. Um, in New York if they decide to keep all of their pieces. So that's that's what I'm hoping for. I, I don't know. And again, I'm, it's not like I'm a Jets fan, dude. You know, I, I just like seeing good football. I like seeing special football, right? So Same. like, let, let me have that. You know, like I don't want to see Rodgers go to the Jets and the Jets you trade away Elijah Moore and just be some middling, you know, offensive unit. No, but who, who the hell wants to see that? That's boring. That, that yeah. is boring as hell. We want Rodgers to go there just like Peyton Manning went to Denver and it was like, all right, Demarius Thomas is about to get unlocked. Eric Decker is about to Woo! get unlocked. Julius oh, yeah. Thomas about to get unlocked by Peyton Manning. Um, and, you know, again, Rodgers might not be at that level right now, but he is absolutely, I think, still a teammate elevator. I mean, yeah. he was definitely elevating Christian Watson last year. We'll see what For Jordan sure. Love can do, but he was definitely elevating Christian Watson at times last year. So, and these are the best two receivers outside of Devontae Adams that Rodgers has played with by far. And just to, to bring it home back on Elijah Moore here, I, we always talk about that 75%, like the 70% success rate for, uh, for man, for six, let me say that again, the 70% success rate versus man coverage, like barometer being a really good indicator for quality receivers. These guys who get over 75%, like those guys rarely end up failing. In fact, like the only two players who have cleared 75% in uh, reception perception history and failed to record a thousand yard season, Curtis Samuel and uh, Sterling Shepard. Obviously Curtis Samuel been like a useful player, but I wouldn't say he's like a star receiver. Sterling no. Shepard's just been hurt all the time. Right. But other than right. that, everybody else who's done it best, one of the best receivers in the league, they go on to become the best receivers in the league. So if Elijah, like Elijah Moore's got a great, 
a great company to put himself in historically by doing that as a rookie. The Jets should see that through. And I think anybody who's invested in Elijah Moore in like fantasy or dynasty or whatever, stick say the course as well, because it was frustrating yeah. last year. But just like with Brandon Ayuk, he ended up having like a stud caliber uh, right. second, uh, third season. I think Elijah Moore could be that uh, if we get the right thing here in, in New York. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, speaking of Sterling Shepard, am I the only one that thinks that, man, if Sterling Shepard had stayed healthy in 2022, I think he absolutely would have crushed a thousand yards. He, he, how about if he had stayed healthy in 2022, 2021, 2020, (laughs) 2019, 2018, like the worst part about Shepard was that he was actually not a guy who got hurt a bunch until the giants parted ways with Odell Beckham. And it was like, I think it was 2019. It was like, oh man. Now this could really be Sterling Shepard's time to shine. Um, and that was when the injuries started happening. So yeah, Ugh. I, I think Ugh. every t- dude, every time he's on the field, he just like inhales eight targets, nine targets, yep. 10 to 14 targets sometimes. Cause he's such a good route runner. He's always open. And yeah, it just, it sucks, man. It hurts everybody's feelings. It's like, a, you know, Kadarius Tony bro last year. Like, why can't they get him on the field? But Sterling Shepard's getting 10 targets. Well, it's because Sterling Shepard's a good receiver. So <laughs> I will always, <laughs> always, I will go. always keep the candle lit for Sterling Shepard. He'll probably, dude, I guarantee you'll have a, he's on the roster. He'll have a, he'll have a week one, week two. He'll have like 21 targets or something. Atta baby. Who knows? There it is. hundred percent. All right. There you go. Uh, hey, listen, um, last piece of news here. Carolina goes and signs Adam Thielen, uh, three-year deal. Um, not, not huge money, but it wasn't nothing. So I thought that was interesting. Um, 14 million guaranteed for Adam Thielen, three year, $25 million. He's going to be 33 years old in August, Matt, uh, last year, 70 receptions, 716 yards, six touchdowns last year as well. That's where he's always been good, right? He's always been good as a touchdown maker, 14 and 10 touchdowns respectively in 2020 and 2021. Um, he's five years removed from the best season of his career in 2018, when he posted nearly 1,400 yards and nine touchdowns um, and also a career-high 74% catch rate. From what you have kind of sort of seen, I know we haven't, you know, you haven't charted him fully yet, but just what you saw last year, um, what, what do we make of this signing in Carolina? Yeah, I did uh, get the news alert um, uh, about Adam Thielen over the weekend, uh, and my wife's looking at me because I'm staring at my phone with kind of like this blank face. <laughs> okay. She's like, what's, she's like, what's wrong? I was like, I don't, I don't, uh, Adam Thielen signed with the damn Panthers. And I don't know if I should like chart him or, or like if it's not, doesn't move the needle enough. If I need to just keep pushing with these rookies. And she's like, this is really like the biggest, you're going to have that expression on your face about like, <laughs> about a football move. Like, <laughs> get, get a grip, bro. Uh, uh, but no, I did, I did end up looking at a couple of games uh, for Adam Thielen for RP. I probably not, I'm not going to put a pro- full profile on him because I've mm-hmm. got to get moving on to these rookies to meet the deadline. And that's what people are most interested in right now. Yep. But 
couple games, uh, three games looked at him for reception perception. He's definitely a declining player. I mean, there's no doubt about it, but he hasn't really fallen off a cliff uh, yet. He's still a pretty good zone coverage beater. His success rate versus man coverage is definitely on the decline from his peak years. There's again, there's no doubt about that. He was used to hover around that like 69, 70% player uh, against man coverage, but was always an excellent zone coverage beater. He's still a pretty good zone coverage beater. And for that reason, I really like this move. It's not for crazy money, right? Yeah. He gets a lot of money up front. That means he'll probably be with the team one, two years, something like yeah, that. Years, yeah, um, yeah that, that makes sense to me. And uh, I think he will definitely get the, just like he used to be stereotyped as one of the best route runners in the league because he was white, he'll probably get like the extra coach on the field uh, stereotype <laughs> uh, during training <laughs> camp. Like, it's a young room, and Terrace Marshall has really been absorbing, uh, you know, oh, stuff from Adam Thielen. But I think that can be a real thing for um, like a self-made dude like Adam Thielen, who's had a crazy career for an undrafted right. player. I-, I like this move for Carolina just to get a vet in there because, and I, I think too, if it's C.J. Stroud at-, at number one overall, and I, I have said across the all platforms i i hope that it is cj stroud at one i like cj stroud a lot yeah same. i think a guy like uh adam thielen who is a really good a technician uh a guy who's just in the right places at all times he would be a pretty good fit um for cj stroud uh, talk to, can you talk to me about thielen's game because from what i recall i think he's a, a much better zone beater than man beater if i'm correct. not mistaken yes correct and for that reason too i actually think it's funny to track like the history of these Vikings receivers. Cause remember um, this was back in like, I think 2017 or maybe leading into 2000. Uh, yeah. I think leading into 2017 in 2016, Steph Diggs had had all this success as like a, a little pop gun slot receiver. Cause he was playing with Sam F and Bradford who all does nothing but <laughs> check the ball down. Yeah. And yeah. like the fantasy community is freaking out about Stefan Diggs being moved to the outside and Adam Thielen being moved to the slot. Cause oh, can, can Diggs win outside? That was a real thing that happened. Uh, that was a, a real, real debate on uh, by people who claim to be serious uh, analysts of football. Uh, that was a thing that happened. But the the key in that was that I think the move was actually more Adam Thielen based because he's such a good zone beater and because mm-hmm. he play he has great hands and plays with great size. He makes a lot of sense as a power slot player, and I actually kind of think like moving back into more of a full time slot role uh, in the next in the next phase of his career, this like final chapter of his career, really again could be beneficial for Adam Thielen because that man coverage skill is declining a little bit, not like falling yeah. off a cliff, but definitely declining a little bit, but he's still a really smart player who can be in the right spots, still knows how to beat zone coverage. That translates really well to a potential big slot role. So, you know, I know they're still kind of poking around DJ Chark. I, I, I would prefer them to just earmark like second round. You still got the 39th overall yeah. pick. Think about doing like a Joe Burrow type of thing where they took him number one overall, the Bengals. They still had a vet like A.J. Green, 32 years old, just like Adam Mm. Thielen, right around the same age. Um, Different players, obviously, different level of players. But then they took T. Higgins at the top of the second round. Like, I'd love to see the Panthers kind of pull off something like that. And then if you have Terrace Marshall as like a – he runs slant routes, he runs go routes, and that's about it. But then you have Adam Thielen as a a big slot and and some kind of rookie who might be more of like a – project number one receiver type i think that's actually not a bad room for carolina yeah to me i think terrace marshall <clears throat> can fill a role you know um he can get downfield a little bit and as you mentioned he, he profiled well with the slants too so if he's your number three adam Thielen's your number two and the thing about adam Thielen, like say whatever you want but 
I mean, when they say the guy's got a nose for the end zone, this guy's just, I mean, he just has a nose for that. I don't know how he does it, but anytime he's in the red zone, he's an absolute threat. Um, which is, uh, which is, uh, again, a quarterback's best friend. There's no question. Um, but they have the makings of something that could be respectable. I won't even say mm-hmm. good, but they've got the makings of something that could be respectable, but they are certainly, I think, um, an X receiver away um, from having, you know, again, a respectable wide receiver room. Anyways, Adam Thielen signs three year, a three-year deal uh, with Carolina and, and could be, you know, their rookie quarterback's new best friend. Uh, in 2022. So again, if you play fantasy football, though, I'll tell you what, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Adam Thielen uh, sees 120 plus targets there uh, in Carolina mm-hmm. in, in year number one for a rookie quarterback. So anyways, all right, so there you go. That's our show. Um, we're going to have a bonus episode here on Thursday or excuse me, Friday, Thursday or Friday, I think, uh, for those folks listening. It's going to be Thursday. It's going to be Thursday. Talking about some potential Early rookie uh, takes. Early rookie takes here uh, from Matt Harmon at the wide receiver position. So be sure uh, to look out for that. And that's going to be uh, in your, you know, uh, wherever you stream your podcast, that's going to be out for you very shortly here. So uh, for Matt Harmon, I'm James Coe. We'll see you.